Often overlooked, but a hugely essential part of any business that has premises is the maintenance and cleaning of it. If you wish to create a welcoming environment for your team and customers, selecting a commercial cleaning company that you can trust is crucial. In this episode, I speak to Chris Gilfoyle, Managing Director at JCD Cleaning, an independent family-owned commercial cleaning company based in Kent. We discuss his career and talk about the 10 years he spent with a huge facilities management company, learning all areas of the job, which provided him with the skills he needed to set up his own firm. Chris lifts the lid on what it's like to promote a cleaning company with weekly blogs on YouTube and how he's managed to cultivate his personal brand on LinkedIn to win new clients. All of that coming up. Welcome to the Visibility Agency Business and Marketing Podcast. Hello and welcome to the sixth episode of the Visibility Agency Business and Marketing Podcast. My name's George and today I'm joined here with Chris Gilfoyle. Welcome to the show, Chris. Thank you, George. I appreciate the invite and for you to having me on all the way from Poland. <laughs> Not a problem at all. Um, so, so you work for, a, you've set up a company, uh, J, uh, JCD Cleaning, um, right. and you know, it'd be great to talk about your company and, and the journey you've gone on so far. Um, so please introduce yourself a little bit about what you do day to day and, and how you help people um, with their cleaning needs. Yep, sure. So uh, my name's Chris Gilfoyle. For those of you that are interested, I am a 35-year-old entrepreneur based in the southeast of the UK. We started JCD Cleaning in 2014. What is JCD Cleaning? We are a commercial and specialist cleaning company that help businesses of varying sizes with their ongoing cleaning needs and one-off cleaning needs. So we have two aspects of our business. Commercial services, which would be any business that has an ongoing cleaning need. Um, so schools, offices, industrial facilities, we don't necessarily niche down into particular marketplaces. We have the ability to service a multitude of sectors, retail, hospitality, whatever it may be. But anyone effectively that needs their commercial premises maintained on a daily basis. We have another division, which is called specialist services, and they obviously go hand in hand. If you've got an office um, and you've got you know, uh, carpets within that office, you've got windows in most most instances, you've got high levels. Our specialist services would carry out more one-off project-based requirements that you could need from cleaning. So that could be carpet cleaning, high-level cleaning in factory areas, um, anything really that needs doing one-off that needs a more specialist skill set, we have the capability to deliver in-house. We have about 85 employees across the south of the UK, varying from full-time employees to guys that just do part-time hours to suit their need around their children and whatever it may be. And yeah, it's been it's been an interesting journey. We're we're in terms of our size, we're just under the two million pound in revenue now. So we're growing nicely. Obviously, as you get bigger, it gets bigger, it gets harder, shall I say, to start doing them bigger jumps and doing your doubling your revenue and things like that. But yeah, it's um we effectively awesome. We help commercial premises with all of their cleaning needs in-house. Awesome. Awesome. 
Yeah, no, thanks for that. I think we'll we'll come on to a little bit more about your your the journey um, now. In terms of, um, you know, obviously I I've met you through LinkedIn. I've seen you quite a bit on LinkedIn uh, with the content you put out, which is really fantastic. And you know, as a as a case study for other people running businesses, I think you know you without maybe knowing it, Chris, you know, influence people in terms of how how they run their businesses from a kind of a marketing and business point of view. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, you mentioned to me before we, before we, um, we joined the call, uh, or, or the interview, uh, about people coming up to you in the street. Is that right? Sometimes you're pretty yeah. famous on LinkedIn these days. Uh, well, I mean, to be honest, I, I, it's, it's even shocked myself. Um, I, I can remember specifically the first time it happened to me. And I think, as I mentioned before we, before we started, George, it just shows even in, I mean, because our industry is around um, our businesses, which is a cleaning company, uh, and we've got a drainage arm to our business as well. You know, even something as boring, you know, boring as seen as boring as the cleaning industry, the amount of eyes that it can get on you is is fantastic. And you know, to have people come up on the you know street, or I've turned up to jobs before, and they go, "Oh, I've seen you on LinkedIn," <laughs> or people have mentioned it in the office. So it, it's nice to hear, and it's good. And, you know that we've met that way as well that the content is reaching people and that's what it's about right you're about getting eyes on to you and your business absolutely and and you know so you, you can help more and more people so let's go back to the beginning then and let's talk a little bit about how you kind of got into the industry and how you kind of got to where you are today uh and that's you know uh, a famous linkedinner basically yep i think so I was one of these people that probably had the academic capability at school, but chose not really to apply myself. I messed around with my friends at school rather than listening to teachers. Although, when I, ironically, when I actually left school, I was quite into personal development, a lot of reading um, and things like that. So I sort of wasted my school years. And I'll be honest with you, come out of school, I had a couple of odd jobs here and there, building site, you know, the usual stuff that young men my age do when they didn't really apply themselves at school. I ended up working for um, Associated Newspapers, which is a big company in London. Didn't really, I enjoyed my time there, but it wasn't really a long-term career. Left, I actually got made redundant from there and um, because they went to a free edition. And I sort of found myself at a loose end. And I was quite fortunate, my parents, mum and dad, who, who actually work with our business now, they were both in the facilities management cleaning space at the time. And... I worked with dad for a short while doing data center cleaning, which is, you know, um, big data center suites for like Siemens, Fujitsu and things like that. So I worked there for a little bit, really enjoyed that, to be honest. It was relatively simple work. And then I went to uh, work with mum as a cleaning supervisor at um, HM Revenue and Customs um, in central London, which is a massive building. Um, has nearly 100 cleaning staff to clean both sides of it. Real big London cleaning contract. And just through developing the right relationships with the right people in that business on the client side, I progressed through this large facilities management company. I was there for um, 10 years and I started as a cleaning supervisor. And when I left, I was the re re regional um, area manager, managing around 15 million pounds worth of business in the city. Um, what that 10 years gave me, I have effectively seen the facilities and cleaning business from the bottom up, um, which I think is a real good way to learn any market, any business is actually be at the coalface and learn it through different stages. Mm -hmm. As I mentioned just a minute ago, I've always been into my personal development and I actually sort of around five, six years in 
to my you know my employment journey i thought to myself one day i'll I'll have my own business and it at that particular time it wasn't as fashionable to be an entrepreneur as it is now i mean you know everybody's got entrepreneur in their linkedin bio and 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 their instagram profile um Mm -hmm. i thought one day i'm going to start my own and um it was around 2013 i thought you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna give this a crack and I, i sort of set up jcd i was still employed at the time i didn't sell my house and all my assets and put everything on the line and go all in as as people tell you to do so i started yeah. jcd started doing some outbound messaging on linkedin actually um great platform if you're a b2b um provider so if you're selling directly to a business that's probably the platform you want to be on um so i started sending out um linkedin messages emails all outbound stuff didn't have a website then And it just started to pick up traction, George. Um, And then the back end of 2014, I gave up my um, career with this company, went all in. um, I was saying that was eight, nine years ago now. Um, The business has grown, has many ups and downs. Um, You know, it's not all positive, double revenue year on year and everything's plain sailing. It's a difficult journey. But I couldn't see myself going back now, and it's one I'm definitely glad that I started. And I've, I'm still enjoying the journey and learning every day, no doubt about it. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, no, it's really, like you said before, I think it's really interesting that, you know, you had that, did you say 10 years or 15 years ten, experience? 10 years. Ten, ten with, with, a, with that large, um, you know, facilities management company, which that's kind of given you the foundation, right? And and you've clearly got the confidence um, and, like you say, the personal skills to be able to then take a business forward. and that's awesome that you've been able to achieve that and, 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 and continue that. And obviously in terms of marketing, then um, you've obviously developed that strategy as you've gone along. So you started with the cold outreach. At what point did you realize that kind of video and, and, and digital marketing was kind of uh, an important uh, thing for your business? So um, I followed a, a few creators on LinkedIn, to be honest, and it's, I, I'm, a prime example of one of those people and probably a lot of people that maybe listen to this podcast that are business owners that are like, I would really like, and I get people now I've started this journey. Interestingly enough, people that I thought may be critical or, or take the mick out of me or whatever it may be that I was worried about their opinion. They, they are actually saying to me, Oh, wow. How did you do that? I really enjoy it. And I was probably guilty of ner- that nervousness to start. So I started our content and video journey specifically probably around two years ago there's um, a creator on LinkedIn who we spoke about who, who um, called Jack Gaysford. And I always, he's a bit, he's, he's a few years younger than me, Jack, but I always really enjoyed his content, thought that was good. And thought to myself, oh, I'm going to give that a go one day when I can develop the courage to actually get in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, when I decided I would do that was just pre lockdown for COVID. Mm-hmm. Obviously people think during COVID, oh, you're a cleaning company. You must be crazy busy. It was actually the opposite because if people are not coming to their offices, the children are not at school, you haven't got anything to clean. So I thought, right, I'm going to put some time into developing video content. I was working with Jack Gaysford and started to do, you know, videos at the office, short, short term, short form content, um, you know, just to highlight what we did basically. And that's evolved over the last two years. I've been doing that for around, I would say 18 months, seriously. Mm-hmm. I now have my own in-house videographer team who does all of our marketing. Um, And yeah, it's an interesting journey. It's not a quick win doing video, but as I mentioned before we started, that brand recognition and people recognizing you on the street and the authority it gives you within your industry is 
definitely worth the return, even if you don't get a customer coming mm. in for video content. It just, what for me, what it does is people, you've seen my content on LinkedIn. That's how we've met and we've had some discussions yep. since then. And it might not be the right time for someone to buy cleaning, but when they do, the first person they're going to think of is my ugly face that pops up on their LinkedIn screen <laughs> on most days talking about cleaning or whatever it may be. And they go, oh, sure. he's the guy for cleaning because I see him yeah. all the time. And that's when we'll get an ROI. We've had some business out of it. Don't get me wrong. Um, but, you know, it hasn't made me a millionaire just yet. But it's definitely something that I'm really glad I've done. And to be honest with you, when you're doing day-to-day -day business and you're wearing all these different hats, you're an accountant one minute, you're a therapist the next for your staff or whatever <laughs> it may be, you know, the video for me, it breaks up the week, to be fair. It's something that I enjoy doing. It gives me brand recognition. It gives me personal branding recognition. It gives me ROIs on occasions in terms of work coming in. So it, it's only a net positive thing for us to do. And it's a big part of our strategy now. Though obviously, we have other strategies um, in terms of getting customers in the door, both outbound and inbound. Mm -hmm. But it's a big part of our strategy now is our content. And we're going to keep doing that into the future and hopefully get it bigger and better than we are now. Mm -hmm. Awesome. No, it's awesome to see. Um, and like you say, opening opportunities, you know, we're in touch. This is why you're on the podcast. So it opens different doors to, exactly. to, uh, to help your, your business to grow. Um, in terms of, you've probably touched on this and you're probably going to repeat some of what you've said, but in mm -hmm. terms of the most interesting part of your day to day, what, what is that? Is that the meeting new people? Is it, is it the content? Is it the you know, the, the people you work with, the connections you make, what, what would you say is kind of the most in, uh, interesting part of, of your job? I, I think for me, what and why I've always enjoyed the cleaning industry is I get to, you know, it's not like um, I'm, I'm not office-based, you know, working, you know, selling software or whatever it may be, where I'm in front of a computer all day. I'm at my fixed address, location, office work, whatever it may be. And I'm here all day, every day, you know, doing a repetitive task. One of the good things I get to do is I work with many different customers in many different locations, in many different industries. And the employment side of things, the team that I enjoy, they come from all over the world, from many different backgrounds, you know, many different experiences. So the diversity that I experience in my industry, be that on the customer side, be that with the staff that we that work with us, I just get so many opportunities to see so many different aspects of life, which is probably one of the areas I do enjoy. What do I do day to day? Um, I mean, to be honest with you, we're of the size now. We have a management infrastructure in place, so it's not so much necessarily firefighting every day now. Mm -hmm. Like it probably around. used to be, maybe. Yeah, in the of early course. Days. You know, I think in the early days of any business, you're going to have to be in the, I say, you're going to have to get in the trenches. You're going to have to be out on the tools. You're going to have to be firefighting, et cetera. And don't get me wrong. There are days when that still has to happen. Um, but on an ideal day, like, like today, um, you know, I get to do bits and pieces like this, the content side of things, um, film content. I go around and see my customers. I will go around to clients, locations, spend time with them, spend time with my employees. And it's such a diverse role. Um, that, you know, no one day is the same. And that's really what I like about our business. And I think that to say that helps that we're out on client locations. So one day I could be in a manufacturing plant. The next day I could be in a school. It's so varied. And that just keeps me interested because I think if I'm, if I was sat in the office every day, all day, 
you know, like I use software because it's just a static thing. Um, you know, I think that would drive me insane. So I'm very fortunate enough that I have a diverse role with diverse people and diverse clients, which, you know, makes every day interesting and new. Nice, nice. Yeah. And, and, and you know, the, the content, I, I didn't mention it earlier, but I, I wanted to say that the kind of the content you put out, because you're so honest and you kind of talk about the day to day and what you do on, 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 those, uh, on those snippets that you put out on social, you know, people really see who you are. And that's why I knew that this conversation would be a nice conversation with you, because I can see that you're, you're, you're trying to be positive and there's, there's difficulties that you go through, but you try and find a solution for them. And that's yeah. why people want to work with people like that, right? So um, that was just something I wanted to mention. Um, in terms of kind of like the challenges that you face in your career in general, or the biggest that you faced, what would you say um, that is uh, to date? I think, you know, I mentioned at the start uh, how the entrepreneur space has sort of changed. It's very glamorous to be an entrepreneur and everyone wants to put the CEO in, the, in, in, in their title, I think. And I, I'm a big, a big advocate of this. Business is hard. That's the reality of it. Anyone that's, you know, started a business or has done well with a business will have gone through some adversity. And there are many different highs and lows. I think one of the um, – we're fortunate enough, we've never had issues generally with cash flow. When I speak to business owners, that usually reverts back to a point where they've been tight with cash flow. Um, we're, we're fortunate enough, we don't, we've never really had that issue. But there was – one particular customer that I had an issue with, and this was a real worry for me. It caused me, you know, endless sleepless nights. We used to do a lot of work in the construction field, which is a very, very hard industry to be in, a uh, very cutthroat. We were working with a very large customer who, if I told you who they were, they're, you know, UK-wide names, so I won't mention them on the pot for <laughs> litigious reasons. Um, we were working on a big project in central London. They were having lots of extra work. Luckily, we were getting it on email. Come the end of that project, they owed us near six figures in additional works. And the the the, the budget holder, um, I remember being on a conference call, he said to me, I didn't authorize this. I'm, I'm not paying it. And I'd already bankrolled all the payroll. So that particular issue made me realize how important having good processes in place, not necessarily about cash, Make sure you've got good process in place, good sign-off, um, good management team in place. So they're doing all the sign-offs and process. So that was a particular worry for a long time because it took us around three, four months to actually get the client to pay the money. They did pay it in the end, but you know it's a stressful time. And it just highlighted to me how important it is to make sure you've got the right processes in place, people that follow those processes, and that you do keep an eye on your cash flow. Because to be honest with you, that could have sunk most businesses. Um, so that was a particular time that I think back to. And as I mentioned, entrepreneurship, Business owners, it is hard, most nine times out of 10. Mm -hmm. So just having the capability, it's going to have many ups and downs. And I think as long as you're ready for that and you understand that the way to do that is not to give up and to keep going and just put one foot in front. There's some days where I think to myself, right, I've just got to put one foot in front of the other and then it will clear and then tomorrow will be a yeah. new day. That, that, that's the best way because, as I say, there are going to be probably more downs than there are ups in the, in the early days. Um so, yeah, it, it's a tough industry. Um, and I say that particular story was one that gave me plenty of sleepless nights. But, you know, you still get the odd bit that comes up now and then that gives you gives you a bit of gets your blood pressure raised, shall we say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, on, on that particular, you know, um, problem that you had to overcome, you know, it's about like you mentioned about putting processes in place going forward. 
And, you know, as much as that was a problem during the, at the time, hopefully, you know, you, you're able to resolve that going forward and yeah. prevent problems like that occurring. I mean, right? I, so it's a I, learning I, curve. Everything's exactly, learning. Yeah? Exactly. You know, you, if you're not learning from any mistakes you've made previously, and, and it's ironic, really, because I we had learned from making the same mistake on smaller projects, luckily. So, you know, we've had contracts where they've asked for extra work. We not necessarily had it agreed in writing. Come the end of the project, the budget holder gets hold of it and goes, I'm not paying for that. I didn't agree for it or I wouldn't yeah. have signed it off. And if you don't have that in place, I wouldn't have got paid. So, you know, again, another business lesson in its entirety, you know, make sure you learn. If you make a mistake, Make sure you and the team are learning from that mistake and you put something in place so it doesn't happen again because this is a prime example where I may have lost £500 before. When you're losing £100,000, yeah. as businesses get bigger, the numbers get bigger. You know, that's a that's a real sting. So I say make sure you're learning from them lessons is, is a key thing. Okay. Yeah. So moving on then, what's the best part of your career so far? The highlights? Well, we've got, we've, we've touched on the, on the worst bit or, or what yep. are your biggest problems now? What's kind of the best, the, the best moment that you feel like, you know, this is really clicking or, or that you were really, you know, happy with what you've achieved. I think one pivotal, uh, and it probably because it's the most recent, the back end of last year, we landed our first seven figure client in terms of its contract term. So I don't mean that's in one year. That's, I mean, that's across its three-year three year term. And that was obviously a big moment for us. From starting a business with absolutely zero, no cap. Like yourself, like we spoke before, we, we haven't had investment or anything like that. Um, you know, we're purely family-based business and we've built this up from the ground up, literally. So landing a customer or having a customer that's willing to put that amount of trust in what you can do, that was a huge, huge moment for us. I've mentioned I've mentioned this on, on on other podcasts though, and something to be wary of. You know, take you've got to take time to enjoy their moments because the honest mm -hmm. answer to that is, we had a six month tender process for this particular customer, and I'm sitting there thinking to myself, right, when I land this customer, George, I've made it. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm big time. But to be honest with you, we landed that customer, and much as it was fantastic, the next day the goal had moved, and we were on to the next target yeah. and one thing and i've realized to, you've still got to fulfill it as well <laughs> exactly you know um the, the game's not over when you've done that and i mentioned this on a i was on a founders chat with 300 business owners recently one thing i've really learned most recently is it's not the destination this is going to be a bit of a cliche it's not the destination but it is yeah. the journey that's yeah. what you need to take time to appreciate building the team the rapport you build with the people that are working with you because you're going to have them big high wins and you're going to meet them goals because that's what we are we're entrepreneurs we're marketers we're gonna we're gonna reach these goals that we set ourselves mm -hmm. but once you reach them goals you're just on to the next one so you never really get to that destination so it's just sure. about making sure you know when I look back at it now, I think to myself, oh, the meetings we had with the customer, building the rapport, you know, when we had a good meeting and we'd go, oh, that meeting went fantastic. We think we're getting closer. We're going to get it. Oh, we're down to the final three. It was really about the journey rather than the end destination. Because yeah. say the day after we were sort of right, like you say, we've got to deliver this contract now. So we've got to get going with mobilization, recruitment and all that good stuff. And sure. it was sort of forgot about the next day. Um, mm -hmm. so, yeah, but that was definitely, um, definitely a pinnacle most recently but like i say we've reached that and we're on to the next target now awesome awesome no yeah I, I totally get your point on that and and that is literally my philosophy as well in terms of the journey because 
like you say, the goalposts always move. You you, you hit that target, and then it, you're kind of happy for a bit, and then you realize actually, let's move on to that. And 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 happiness, you know, without getting too deep, it, it's always about what you make of everything and being appreciative for what you've got, right? So. Um, it's the same in business. And that leads me uh, the segue into the next point, which is about kind of new people coming into the industry. And, you know, I think one thing that I've certainly learned is that, you know, you, you feel like when, when you're younger, then you want to set up a business because you think money's going to solve your problems. And, and it really doesn't necessarily solve your problems. It solves some problems, but um, in terms of, um, you know, happiness, it comes from other areas, right? So what would you say to young people coming in and starting their careers, especially in your in your industry? What would you have done differently? And what's your advice to them, um, uh, yeah, to help them? Yeah, I think, uh, and ironically, uh, you know, I'm still relative, I, I like to think I'm relative, I'm still young. Um, you know, I say I'm, 30, I'm, 35, I'm 35 years old, <laughs> 35, nearly 36. Um, I think, that, that you put so much pressure on yourself as a, as a younger person and a social certainly doesn't help with this. This is a negative side of social media. You know, you're looking at what other people are doing and what they're achieving and you and you, yeah. you put that, you, you, it's hard. I'm guilty of it. It's hard not to compare what you're mm-hmm. doing versus what everyone else is doing on social. I think if I was advising anyone to, in any industry and it applies to my industry as well, try and do it right don't rush f- to get where you're going get the processes in place and the reason i say that and that this applies to any business as i've gone through the business journey there have been points in time where i've had to pause what i'm doing take steps back because i wasn't i hadn't set up right i'd rushed to get to a certain yeah. point and when you're trying to spin all these plates and you haven't really got the process you haven't got people behind you that are going to keep that plate spinning you rush forward and things start to fall down and i've been fortunate enough that i've been able to recover certain situations or you know and there have been times where i've lost a particular customer that maybe would have been good for us long term because of something we didn't have in place so i think the number one advice i would say is although you know you're rushing to get to that goal you want to get to six figures in revenue or you want to whatever it may be just make sure you're doing them steps right along the way because if I had done them right in the first place and wasn't so rushing forward, I probably would be further down the journey than I am now because I've had to take two, three big pauses. And we're actually doing one at the moment where we're going back and saying, right, actually, we're not geared up for this next step. We've tried it. Something's gone wrong or we're just managing or it's causing us a lot of stress. We should be set up like this. So yeah. take your time, enjoy the journey, but make sure you're getting your processes and documenting what should be done by who, when, how, so that you can do that. And then when you get that next step, you've got everything in place. You haven't got to go, oh, actually, I've realized we're not really set up for this. We need to go back and start again, whatever it may be. Um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, you're constantly taking two steps back, one forward, two, you know, you end up going backwards, obviously. So sure. just make sure you've got the right places in place, um, the right processes in place. And although it's easy to do, try not to rush things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. no fabulous advice to be honest um i think uh that's that's absolutely the right uh way forward it's not easy yeah it's sometimes you want to take on more than you can chew cool. um but uh you know like you say you don't want to be taking steps back uh to then go forward and your reputation's on the line you know and and, and i think that's that's important like you say for all industries really you know it's, it's okay to try and try and take on these certain things that you you 
you feel like maybe you could do, but if you've not done the back work, then it fails, then you've got a bad reputation. So it's, it's better to do step-by-step, step, like you said. Um, I think I, I've had instances, you know, I don't get me wrong, I, I still sort of believe in that, you know, well, if, if an opportunity is that good, you know, say yes to it and sort of learn after, I'm still an yeah. advocate of that. But where you can, I, I'm talking in the general business sense, you know, where you can just make sure you've got a solid foundation at varying different stages of your business career, because that will that will enable you that when that big client does knock on the door or that big project does come through the door, you've you've got most of it there and you've only got little bits and pieces to add rather than yeah. trying to... Rather than major... <laughs> Yeah, you know, we've got a substantial change that we've got to make within our business because then that just causes you as a business owner unnecessary stress. It causes your team stress. And if it falls down, which sometimes it does, and it has in my instance, you damage your reputation, which is not, you know, not something you want to be in. So you're, you're spot on with that. The reputation is a big part of that. And if you're not set up for those projects, sure, there are other occasions when you say yes and you learn as you go and you'll get it to the end. But sometimes you're going to do damage to your reputation. And there are customers that would have been great for our business now that we don't work with because we've done a project and it hasn't necessarily gone well. So, um, sure, sure. yeah, that's that's a good piece of takeaway for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, great advice on that. Thanks for sharing that. Um, okay, so final question is about kind of who you look up to maybe, who you've kind of uh, looked to, look, look, who you look up to in the business world or who you've kind of, Try to mimic along the way to try um, to grow your business. And is there anyone you take inspiration from in particular that you might want to give a shout out to? You've mentioned uh, Jack Gaysford. We'll tag yep. him in, tag him into this video. Uh, absolutely. Is there anybody else that you'd no, like to I talk think, about, or maybe a bit more? Into- yeah. He. To be fair, Jack Jack Gaysford was a surprise. You know, most but most people that watch this won't know who Jack is unless they're LinkedIn because he's he's got relatively big. Big following there, but he was actually, you know, a big. Ins- uh, I've told him this a few times. He'll, he'll probably blush, but <laughs> real big inspiration to me to start my content journey because he's about five, six years younger than me. If I, no, maybe more than that. No, he's well, probably nearly ten years younger than me, Jack. Um, and I remember watching him. He was obviously, you know, just started his business and just the reaction he got on LinkedIn. He was a big inspiration to to start my content journey. As, as that's evolved, um, someone that I look up to and who, who I actually work with now, interestingly enough, um, is a guy called um, Daniel Luisi, who, um, for those of you that are on YouTube, if you search, um, this is Ashfield, they've got a big YouTube channel on there. Um, they do, you know, they do concrete and aggregate. That's what they do as a business. And, you know, content creators are really my, it's interesting because I don't count myself as a content creator, but who do I look up to? It's generally content creators, not necessarily people within my industry. But one thing the content has done for me is I've managed to meet lots of business owners in my industry that are further along than me. Um, So I met um, an MBE, Abin Riveru, who is the founder of housekeep.com. Also Dominic Panaya, who owns a a big cleaning company within our space. And these guys are making real headway within my industry specifically. And I'm fortunate enough through content that I've been able to meet them and have a little bit of a relationship with these guys and sit and chat with them. Um, So there's plenty of people, but in terms of my content journey, definitely Jack Gaysford in the early days, um, and, you know, people like Daniel Luisi now I, I look up to from a content perspective. Business, there are so many people within my industry that have done a lot better than me um, and have achieved more than I will ever achieve in the industry, probably. 
I, I have a little bit of beef with my own industry, to be honest, um, because it's it's so static. And I think we could do, I think back now, if I was content orientated when I worked for the facilities management company I do, the amount of content that I could produce would be absolutely awesome. It would be so good because you've got massive, high profile buildings and people would love that insight. Mm-hmm. That's what people like, that content. Right. A glass window into George's industry, Chris's industry, or whatever it may be. Um, yeah, so it's a real shame that our industry doesn't do more with that. But for, you know, from a business, you know, it would be there are certain people within our industry, like Dominic, who have built a fantastic business. They've got a fantastic personal brand as well. You know, they're guys that I would aspire to be like within our industry. But I say Jack, um, definitely a shout out to Jack Gaysford and uh, Daniel Louise. They're big influences on our content. That's for sure. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. We'll make sure to tag them in so people can check out their, their profiles and their companies. Absolutely. Um, so, um, in terms of uh, how people can get in touch with you, Chris, uh, how could they do that and what's the best way? So obviously our business websites, um, you can get in contact with us there, jcdcleaning.co.uk and greywaterdrainage.com. For social, if you just search JCD Cleaning on all social platforms, we will we will appear. TikTok, Instagram. Um, I don't really keep an eye on the TikTok, to be honest, but I know we're, we're TikTok, Instagram, LinkedIn. We are big on LinkedIn. You can search JCD Cleaning there. Or if you want to follow me personally, I am on Instagram, Chris underscore JCD underscore GW. And on LinkedIn, if you just search Chris Kilfoyle, I'm sure my face and content will pop up on your screen on the regular. Awesome. Awesome. It's been really, really nice to talk to you today. Um, And and thanks for taking the time and uh, have a great day. And uh, yeah, come and join us again on the podcast soon. And we can talk about some more topics. I'm sure we've got lots more to talk about. Thanks, George. Thanks for having me on. Cheers.